are back like we never left. Episode 7 of the podcast, No One Asked For. Uh, we are recording this for you. We've got a fun, full episode coming at you. I'm joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Kyle, King Kyleino George. And we've got Jordan, J. Pens, Pensabene. What's going on, fellas? Hey. What's up? You can you can feel it in his voice that he went on vacation, that he's relaxed and everything. You know, Paulie's all charged up. I am I am very relaxed, but let me tell you, um, I had a late flight last night because I accidentally picked a uh 10 30 p.m. flight instead of 10 30 a.m. when I was booking the flight. Because I mean I I don't mind flying at night, but when I booked it, I was just like, I was so excited that I was booking a trip to go somewhere because it's been so long. Um, yeah. that, You're getting older and your, your eyesight's yeah. done. I think that's yeah. more. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I was okay with that. But like when I landed in New York last night, um, flying in from the south, man, I had, I had a hoodie on and I had shorts on and that cold slapped me in my face. And then I couldn't find my car in the parking garage. So I was in the parking garage for like 20 minutes looking for my Jeep. And then when I finally found it, I was like, oh, and, and I, I do wish that I got right back on the plane and, and just went back south because, but no, it, it was, it was a great time. Um, you know, uh, you know, people have been scared to travel and stuff and I totally get it. But um, I mean, from where I was in Florida, I was in Orlando. I went to Universal and the Disney parks all week, very safe, uh, very clean, very sanitary. There was, um, hand sanitizer throughout the whole park and before you got on every ride the workers gave it to you so uh everyone was wearing masks i know the- wow that's Yo, what a disney friendly park Dis- disney, disney's grown disney up gave Paulie to do this for him disney definitely gave paulie some scratch just i wish what were they no, giving to you what were they no, giving to is, you but wait no they really gave it to me before he's <laughs> ride. oh yeah <laughs> Like, wow. no, this was this was Orlando as a whole too, because I mean I had to go into some um, stores and stuff to get some groceries and stuff for the condo for the week, and um, like everybody was masked up. Like I didn't see one person without a mask um, where I went in Orlando, um, and obviously the news led me to believe differently. So I thought I thought it was it was nice to see, and I wanted to bring light to it because I know there's a lot of things out there, but for me, for a personal experience. Everyone everywhere was wearing masks, so it, it, it was. I felt safe the whole time, um, and I feel good. So, it, I have much recharge after after being away for nine days. Good, that's great. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear you got away from the cold. I'm glad to hear you looked. Uh, you looked refreshed each day. Yeah, Every photo you post. You, yeah. I Every photo it, you posted, your smile got bigger. So I was like, this man's having the time yeah. of his life. I definitely was not jealous at all. I definitely enjoyed. <laughs> Definitely enjoyed seeing you do that, Paulie. And that chicken parm looked phenomenal, by the Dude, way. Oh, man. It that was, looked... it was so big that I didn't realize the pasta was underneath until I, like, started getting to the middle. It That's was my kind of food, man. It was insane. No, but, like, if, if if you get an opportunity, I mean, like I said, we did we did Universal 2. Uh, but if you do get an opportunity to spend a day at each park, at least do it once in your life. Because I had been before, but the but when I went, it was a rainy day. Um, and we had a hopper and I didn't really get to do much. I mean, I, we rode almost every ride at every park. We did almost everything we could. Um, so it was, it was a very enjoyable experience. So I, I was very refreshed. I was very happy. Uh, it was just a good week. Way to rub it in. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry guys. You know, so, Hey, when, if I, if I get victories, I have to celebrate them because 2020 <laughs> was so damn bad. <laughs> yeah, enough, I mean, enough. that's fair. That's fair. 
So speaking of things that are rocky, I guess, because my 2020 was, um, our first segment is going to be on the A-Rod and J-Lo kind of what's going on, I guess. Um, there's been reports that their engagement is ending. There's been reports that they're not splitting up and they're working on some things. Um, I mean, for me, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, I mean, they tried to buy the Mets together. That didn't happen. And ever since then, it's kind of been quiet around them. And now all of a sudden, we've got this this report that they're expected to be ending their engagement. So, I mean, with A-Rod, I mean, obviously, he's a polarizing figure. With J-Lo, she's, you know, just as polarizing when it comes to, you know, what she does musically and acting-wise and everything else that she does. So, you know, they were a power couple set to be buying the Mets. And now, I mean, let's, let's oh, just be- man. Let's just be kind of happy that they did because <laughs> this is going on, and they're now they got the team, and there's a mess, and there's reports, and then the ups, oh, you know. Well, they had the will ponds, so I'm I'm even more glad they didn't get the team. But like I said, where I, where there's smoke, there's fire. What do you guys think? Yeah, so it was when I first saw it, I wasn't actually that surprised because it just seems like they're always out there doing stuff together. They're smiling. Look at us. Look how happy we are. Look, you know, just. It was kind of obvious that there was something going on there with just how outgoing. Oh no, yeah, we're you've great. Show people constantly how good you are. Yeah, there's always something up. Yeah, and you like you said, Paul. Like it would have been a, it would have been the most Mets thing ever if yep. they bought the Mets and this and this happened. Like it would have been so disastrous. Um, but I mean, overall, like it's weird. Like, well, it's not that weird actually, because with J Lo, like you, said, <laughs> we feel like this happens like every other year. Yep. Like J Lo gets in a relationship with some guy, they're happy, blah blah blah, they're engaged, and then it's rocky, and then they're done, and then she's off for a year, and then she comes back. Like it's just, it's just really like, I don't want to say it's J Lo because I love J Lo, but you know what? Maybe it's J Lo. But we all know A Rod's got that like ego personality issue. I mean, I love A Rod. Like I loved him as a player and everything, but it just seems like the two egos there just kind of got just didn't match just didn't match because it's like one has to be alpha the other has to be alpha you can't have two alphas there so it's just like not gonna work out i mean there's not many dudes that have done a photo shoot where they are kissing themselves in the mirror oh. um oh. although i although that's one of my like favorite pictures of all time <laughs> it's just so hilarious uh but yeah i mean obviously egos come into play and and you know a-rod's building his media conglomerate and you know they sometimes they try to put on a, a false face for for everyone to think they're happy Kyle, what about you, bud? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of like right there with you guys where I just think it's kind of like where there's smoke, there's fire. You're just kind of like, I mean, clearly something happened in that that span there where they, like they definitely were off, but then they were just kind of like trying to save face, I guess, at this point. And then they're going to probably do like some sort of, you know, low key split and they're going to live uh, away from each other. But it feels like a keeping up the appearances, almost like the Kim and Kanye situation where they were just right. keeping up appearances for a little while. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. At this point, like, you know, how many times has this happened with J-Lo? I, 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 either she's got really bad luck or, you know, maybe she's maybe she's I don't know. Maybe she's a little crazy or not not crazy, but difficult to deal with. You know, it, she's a strong personality. Right. So it's a uh, there you go. It, it, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> there you go. It, it's possible that, you know, when when you have again, when you have very strong personalities, they, they're definitely going to clash a lot. Like you have two strong people that but uh, they're going to they're going to have that kind of that. uh constant like two battering rams right like just constantly going back and forth and then all of a sudden they're like oh i'm okay with that 
Um, but I mean, that's that's really like, it. Really feels like something's there, and I wouldn't be surprised if if like maybe you know six seven months from now we're gonna get a report. J Lo and A Rod have lived separate lives for the past <laughs> seven months or something like that, and we can like we could clearly point back to this this exact yeah. moment where we're like, "Well, I told you, I told you so." Also, like, don't you think they kind of moved kind of fast? Like it was like they jumped right into it, and like he well, was. She going- has done that. She has yeah. done that too in the past too. So no, I mean. Yeah, I think they did, but that doesn't shock me when it comes to her. Either. I really also don't even think that's an indicator of anything. Like you see, you could see stories of people who start living together within the first two weeks, and then they live they they live the rest of their lives together. I just don't. I, I think it's just a matter of just two strong personalities butting heads, and you know, it it was probably meant to go down this way, or eventually going to happen. But uh, yeah, that's my opinion. Well, you know, it, moving on now, kind of staying in the music realm, we, we kind of want to discuss the Grammys a little bit. Um, obviously, they were on last evening. Uh, tons of performances. Uh, awards went out. Obviously, uh, Dua Lipa is phenomenal um, in all aspects from music to her beauty. Um, so if you're not familiar with oh, Dua Lipa, uh, one random queen. person in the group chat, um, his name we will not share, but I'm sure you know it's Jude. It's the same uh, person who never watched Superbad or that who hasn't watched The Hangover yeah. or doesn't know who uh, Kisses or the Rolling Stones or, you know, anything normal human beings would. Exactly. So, um, we the weekend... Uh, hold on. I'm sorry, Polly. I'm, I'm on Twitter right now and I just see you commenting on things while you're hosting this podcast and it is the funniest shit. How good you are multitasking. Like that's you're literally, what I do, man. You're that's literally what, what continuing does. the topic going here. And then all of a sudden I look on the timeline and this guy's commenting on this recent signing for the Jets. And I'm just sitting here like, what is this guy? How is this guy doing that? Like, listen, man, I, listen I am an elite He's having a full-fledged conversation with somebody about the signing. And I'm just over here like, while also telling us the next topic. I'm sorry. Continue. That was no, just- no. I, I caught I, that minute. <laughs> I take pride in being an elite multitasker. I have once, I have once recorded a podcast, carried on a conversation through text message and with a person in front of me, and the person never got picked up on the recording of a podcast before. So I take, yeah. I take tons of credit in being able to do that. Um, you know, it with mute button and stuff like that. So yeah, but no. Um, real quick, you know, in regards to that, the Jets signed wide receiver Corey Davis, formerly of the Titans. Not breaking news by the time this airs, but since Kyle brought it up, I figured I'd say it. Um, but back to our Grammy conversation. Obviously, the weekend boycotted the Grammys. I 100% agree with him um, because of all of the stuff we've discussed on previous episodes um, with him performing at the Super Bowl. Um, but obviously, we are all immersed in the music community. Um, one thing that kind of caught us all off guard, and, and I take pride in, in not missing music, uh, but Nas won Best Rap Album. And I never heard this or saw this album. And, no. I, and, and they, it's just. They it, could have it, legit made this album up and we have no idea. Like, oh, yeah, cool. like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever. So, like, I have to go and listen to it now because it was made aware to me last night when I got home and I, I looked up who won stuff. And I was like, yeah, never even fucking crossed my, crossed my, my music. <laughs> like, even on the Apple thing, like, when, you know, new albums come out, I never even saw it on there. So, I have no idea how this happened. Yeah, it came out. I I just looked it up. I it came out August twenty first, two thousand twenty. I I don't remember ever seeing any sort of publicity for this or any sort of um, 
like I just don't even remember hearing about this. And you know, we have Alf in the chat. He's always on top of that shit. He didn't even speak about it. And it's just like no. It's like, did this even exist? And and to be honest with you, this Grammy for him feels kind of like watered down a bit because nobody really released anything last year. And yeah. and I mean, who is he going like in terms of rap? Like, this, who's he going this, up against? Lil Uzi Vert and maybe Future? Not even. You want to? This is this is the nominees. It was Black Habits by D Smoke, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and The Alchemist. Oh, that was a so written funny. testimony. Yeah, no. Jay Electronica, uh, written testimony, and the allegory Royce the Five Nine. I had no idea Jay Jay Electronica dropped an album. Like I didn't either. See, that's is... crazy. That that's crazy because because like as much as we all listen to music to miss stuff that that were nominated for Grammys, just just blows my mind. Yeah, like that, yeah. That's kind oh, of God. insane that half of those albums, like, and I I know those artists. It's not like they're, yeah, they're exactly. nobody's to me, but like the fact that I had no idea they dropped a single song, like it's that's well, it just it just kind of shows like paulie said earlier like it, it's almost like politicized with you know who they're picking and, and everything because when you have guys i know it's not rap but you know guys like the weekend who dropped one of the best singles of the year and he's not mentioned anywhere like it's you're not you're not actually giving a word out for the grammys like you're not like these aren't the, it's not the best music that is out there it's 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 again it's, it's like politicized uh, because they hurt your feelings or because they didn't do what you said. And that's not how awards should be. Right. Right. And I, I'm surprised. Uh, like, well, I mean, we talked about this before, but I really am surprised the weekend didn't get nominated for anything. Cause what, what were the R and B categories? Like, or what is he even technically R and B? I'm sure he's the R&B. Well, I know. What would he be? I mean, pop. 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 Yeah. Pop. Pop is so weird nowadays though, because at least like, it depends on what music platform you use. I only really use Spotify for when, Kyle or someone else suggests the song and it's just easier to open it in the app because they send the Spotify link. So on Apple Music, if you go to the pop, like the like top pop songs, it's everything from like yeah. uh, a baby song to like yeah. uh, Machine Gun Kelly and then yeah. Paramore. And that's Lily. a tough like, category. So it's you... a really weird category that's kind of morphed over the years. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 a tough category if he has to position himself in that pop category right to it, it's gonna be but, hard for him to win something but he there. still should but he still would have won like he still blinding lights was the best song out like it's everywhere you watched it on esp you saw it on espn you obviously got the you know the super bowl you know any, anytime you turn on the radio blinding lights is on like it was on ad nauseum like that was the yeah, best song I, who is, who is I, this weekend guy yeah who is the weekend w e w e k e n d right yeah yeah. <laughs> like I just I hate people so much. I'll tell you what though, even though I did boycott the Grammys because they did not because of what they did to the weekend, I did see on Twitter the the performance of uh Pac and uh Bruno Mars. And I'll tell you what, this album is gonna be so good. I know we talked about it uh last week, I think, but man, like they Wait, performed uh, so hold well. On. I'm so sorry. I'm just looking at the pop category for the albums, right? Like Ah, oh, he could have won that category easily this year. This is like, like Kyle, he could have taken, he would have swept the all the awards for pop. Like this is ridiculous. Was, yeah. Like it was Justin Bieber's changes, Lady Gaga, oh. Chromatica, which I had no idea Lady Gaga dropped an album. That's I don't I don't know Harry Styles' Fine Line, which was eh. Taylor Swift Folklore, which oh. like it just whatever. It's awful. It's but the, then the only good album on there was Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia, which was a, a 
a fucking banger. So yeah. banger of an album. <laughs> I mean, but I would say that the weekend's album was better than that. So it's just like he would have he would have slam dunked on this entire category. But like best pop solo performance, easily blinding lights. Like we would have been like easy. Um Sorry, I, I definitely got off the uh, <laughs> I no, got no, off the rails there. This is what we're discussing. Yeah, no. Um, keep well, going. like just it just it definitely got what about got bleh, best pop uh, vocal album. Uh, I mean, what what else would he get in here? I mean, <laughs> how he would win every award because he was the um like I, I don't like people can call me biased about it because the weekend is my favorite artist by far. But what's your argument against like who are you putting him up against he's better than taylor swift and and all you taylor swift fans can come at me he's better than taylor swift he's vocally better than taylor swift that's, that's a cult following taylor swift uh, and that's it, it is rough, <laughs> yo. It's, it like, is. it's like it's like beyonce for like white people like what? that's <laughs> so it's like uh, the Beyonce and Nicki Minaj fan base. Like they're they're like they're ruthless, you know. Like people ruthless, like, bro. It's like yes, like, let's let's please watch what we say. We don't want our podcast like canceled or anything. Or deleted. The Swift Taylor Swift fan base, Ariana Grande fan base. They like attack the Hornets, and no, they're, they're just like sick. they think people think sports fans are bad, Joe. These people are ruthless. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like I just. And and I get it. I mean, I mean, I'm not that much like of a craze fanatic when it comes to like artists. Like, yes, I love Halsey. We've gone over that. But I'm not like a person. Oh, really? Where, I never knew that, Paul. <laughs> but I'm not gonna be a person that's gonna like, you know, change my Twitter name and, and only make my Avi that and only tweet about that. Like, there's there's people out there that literally just search um, like these certain artists' name and then just go to bat for them like daily. And it's 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 crazy. By all means, keep doing it. Don't don't come after us. Keep doing what you got to do. Whatever but, makes you happy, right? Like, but yeah, like, the God weekend would have absolutely taken a dookie on all these albums, bro. <laughs> and I then he could have performed. He could have performed there too, yo. Like that. Uh, it's it's so irritating. Like it, it is. really is. It is. And and I I really don't um, watch the Grammys like unless I have an artist that I, I have like I the last time I watched the Grant the Grammys was when Travis Scott was up for multiple awards, mm-hmm. only to lose out to uh, Cardi B. Um, <laughs> Which like she had a great album, but I, I mean that Travis's album is better. I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it here. Come, I mean come on, come on. Astro World was freaking phenomenal. Sorry, I'm I'm going off the rails, but it's definitely like I think. Well, let's the only... not forget when Macklemore won Best Rap Album. Oh, oh my good god! Oh, oh god! My Unbelievable. God. But that's it's, another thing. Yeah, that's oh my god! Oh my goodness! Try so, to see. Oh, and Megan Thee Stallion won a bunch of Grammys, right? Yeah, Best New Artist, which, I mean, let's be real. If we're being honest, in 2020, in a year where, you know, um, the world kind of stopped, um, and obviously this will be when we go into our next topic, but, like, I, I can't, like, her rise over the last year, it was just phenomenal. That's that's like, the thing, like, that, so, like, it's the same thing with, like, TikTok, right? Like, if you hit, like, TikTok became so popular because everybody was home, Everybody's watching like stuff on their phone. We're like, we need stuff to do. And then that's why TikTok blew up. And it was the same thing with Mega Science. She hit the market at like the perfect time. It's all about timing. You know what I mean? Like it's all about timing. And, and some of these artists, they hit the, the market at the right time. And then all of a sudden they shoot up. Like I remember this time last year, she was like not even a household name. We barely knew much about her. I mean, I've heard of her. I was just like, oh, she's, she's good. Like she's got really good lyrics. She's, 
you know, she she hits fucking. She's talented. Hard. She's talented. She's very yeah. talented. Like people want to sit there and like criticize her because you know she shakes her ass and she like sexualizes everything. But she seriously, she. I mean, sex sells. Bars. Like, let's be real. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, sex exactly. sells. Yeah, like, and, exactly. But and but here's she the thing with, bars too. It, she I does. Mean, like being, she she yeah. is a phenomenal rapper. Like a phenomenal. Yeah. Like you listen to her. She she it never feels like it's hard for her. Like right, I mean, exactly. Like, it, it always it, feels effortless. Effortless. Just, yeah. It's it's really it's the same thing with Cardi, right? Cardi, like when she raps, it's it's good. Like it's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they both make bangers, and that's people, that's people what I'm don't here like for. people don't like Cardi because she she yeah because of her personality outside yeah. of, of her music, she yells a lot. She's you know she's outgoing, but that that's who she is. And you know, but I mean, I'm not like their biggest fans, but listen, they got they got bangers. Like you can't you can't criticize, yeah. you can criticize them all you want, but they flat out have bangers, and the music is somewhat enjoyable. Like yeah. It's it's really tiring hearing. Oh, that's not real rap. It's not, you know. Rap, is, in- rap has unfortunately changed. Yeah, like see, that's what I, I've said this to countless people. Like rap has changed, but I've accepted what it's become. Yeah, and yeah. in all seriousness, if you have a catchy beat and a catchy hook, you're going to have a hit. And and back to the TikTok kind of discussion quickly. Um, yeah. if you can make a track that that has a beat that you could put a dance to. And it yeah. can be picked up on TikTok. Your song is going to blow up, no matter of what the context is. Really, yeah. I mean that—that's yep. kind of what it's evolved into in the last twelve months. And and and, and hip hop is—I mean, there's—it's crazy to me when I think about like the hip hop that I grew up on, and it was a five-minute song. Oh, it's morphed. Everything's morphed. And, and you, like... Now you get a two-minute and thirty-four-second song. It maybe maybe there's a there's a verse and a half, and that's the track. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, where's the rest of it? So, I mean, you know, music is, is constantly changing. Um, the Grammys needs to kind of evolve, if you will, but I don't yeah. think it ever is going to. Um, I don't know how it's controlled behind the scenes, but I mean, you would think that dinosaurs are, are running the show. Or um, Jude's running the show. Yeah, or Jude, <laughs> or Jude. But so yeah, I think, so I think they need to get rid of these cat. Like I, I don't know about categories, right? But um, they need to do something different because, like, we were just talking about rap, right? Like, like it's so hard to define rap nowadays like you know what i mean like it's it's transcends so many genres like you have artists that will do rock albums that are you know what i mean like they'll do they'll like you have lows you very like you it's hard to classify what he is like he just makes good like a like a sound you know what i mean like and it's the same thing with yeah. like travis scott they make sounds that are like yep. appealing and then you know playboy cardi is another guy like he he just makes sonically you know well i mean his last album not really sonically good but but you understand where i'm going with this like so i think like in terms of like categories and stuff like that i feel like it's so hard to define music nowadays it's like or at least from the rap perspective that this is probably a conversation right. for another time but uh right because sometimes it trends over to the pop era. like you know drake can be considered a pop artist if you really want to break it down right yeah. like and you could consider sort of a lot of these other artists that that don't really make your traditional rap well, you can do maybe... this, the same thing with the weekend and like guys like bruno mars too like are they pop or are they could you go like to the r&b post side? malone like look at post yeah. malone perfect yeah. example is like he he sometimes does like those trap bangers and then he then does those pop then he does these beachy vibes like he's all like he he transcends genres and that's you know maybe we should have a, a deeper conversation about um you know maybe the Grammys needs to adapt to the genre bending, right? Like it's not everything yeah. should be just labeled. Um, yeah. That's, that's my, my two cents. 
Yeah. No, that I like how the kind of conversation evolved, you know, from the Grammys to music as a whole. Just like hip hop as Yeah, oh, hey, exactly. There, there we go. This is so, we do everything is, on this podcast. Yeah, I, exactly. I love the way you describe like I when I cuz I grew up in the, you know, the 90s and you know, I heard the hit, like the music then, like hip hop was so much different. Like you go yeah. back to then compared to today, it's like just that evolution over time it's just incredible like you had those six minute songs that were stories yep. and stuff like content that. and punchlines man content, content and punchlines punch and then you went into the 2000s where it was not really content but more just like straight punchlines like remember like 50 cent and them like well 50 cent used to do storytelling too like that but the, when they when they started coming on it started being more about the the punchy the the, the wittiness and we saw that kind of evolution into the late 2000s and then you know the early tens i guess you would say that's when i think hip-hop sort of transcended into that pop realm right you know what i mean like they started genre bending and stuff like that but it's just crazy to see how far it's come and that's why i think music as a whole we need to you know the grammys i mean like probably should just start adopting and stop trying to force things the old way like they're the boomers of this uh you know what i mean yeah no boomers of the music genre (laughs) <laughs> so boomers of the jude um so, <laughs> so transitioning into our our last topic this one might run a little long but um we kind of want to discuss you know one year of uh the world going upside down and shutting down due to covid19 um you know for me it, it i'll always remember it because um the 13th of march was a friday um it was my last day in the office um, I had vacation the following week, was supposed to go to Florida, um, and everything went crazy with the NBA and then put, pausing the season. Then the weekend hit, and it was just all-out chaos, um, so didn't want to travel because we had no idea what was going on. Um, so, you know, canceled vacation to Florida, and then, you know, we've kind of been quarantining ever since, and I never went back to the office, um, <laughs> and it's just – it's been crazy because like for me um, when everything was going on, like I kept having this vision in my head because obviously in March, it was still kind of cold here in, in, in upstate New York where I am. There was still snow on the ground. The days were gloomy. They're, you know, gloomy and wet. There weren't many sunny days. And I kept having this vision in my head because every time, you know, you hear the world, lo- the word lockdown and shutdown and, you know, you'd go to the grocery store to try and get stuff and there's barely anything on the shelves I kept having this vision in my head that like I was going to wake up each day and look out the window and there was going to be like um, the the tan Hummers driving through the streets. Like that, I, that's the vision I continually had in my head for like the first month, man, because we never experienced anything like this, obviously. Um, you've We've seen movies where obviously everything's a little bit exaggerated and, you know, things spread and, it, you know, we we didn't know what the hell was coming. You yeah. know what I mean? And and the fear of always getting it, I, I got it in December. Um, I had it very mildly. Um, I only had a, a cough for a couple of days and I was really tired. Thankfully, my parents also got it, which was a fear of mine, but their symptoms were very mild. My father didn't even have any. Um, but just the unknown of, of being in the house and locked up for so many months. And, you know, I, I stayed in uh, at the time. Um, I was still with my ex um, and she worked in a hospital so I kind of knew more of what was going on in the hospitals than like, you know, most of the outside world. So like we were being super safe. Um, we did get some things like we went to the store and we went shopping and stocked up on things. But, you know, she had to be careful because she was in the hospital and around me and others. And 
So it, it was a very scary time with, with a lot of unknowns. I'm glad we're getting some semi-normalcy now. Um, but it's it's been a wild one year that we will never forget and and, and never want back and never get back. Yeah, dude. I, I So I remember it like it was yesterday when this like all started, right? Like I came, I had the day off of work. It was a Friday, the 16th of March. I can't remember the date of the day, but it was that Friday. And I uh, remember my girlfriend came home from work and she said, Hey, you might need to, you know, she just came, she came in and she was like, Hey, you might need to get your monitors and stuff from work. And I was, I was just kind of like, you know, I heard about like the virus overseas and I was just kind of like, Oh, it's probably not going to make its way over here. It's yeah, probably not that exactly. serious. I didn't take it seriously at first. Right. So she comes home and she's like, Hey, you might, you might want to take your monitors home. You might want to, you know, when you go in on Monday or you might not go in on Monday, like, what do you want to do? Um, and I was just like, why would I go in on Monday? Like, I didn't think anything of it. And then, um, I was still going about my days normally on Saturday. Like I went to the gym and stuff like that. I, you know, it, I noticed the gym was a little lighter than normal. I, I didn't think anything of it. Right. So Monday comes around. I'm the only one in the office. It's just me. Like my manager wasn't there. None of my team was there. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, why is everybody not here? And then they kind of, they sent the word out that they said like, you know, we're officially going work from home on Tuesday or whatever that day was. So I brought home on my monitors. And at that time I was excited Right. And like it was it was just two weeks. It's like this no big deal. Like two weeks work from home. Fuck. Yeah, right. Let's do that. I got like. A, but then <laughs> at two weeks slowly crept. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it originally was just like, hey, we're going to go back, you know, in June or something like that. Something something like that. Like then then June became, hey, we're going to go back in September. And every time we inched closer to those dates, it just became, yeah, we're not going to go back until the end of the year. And then I, I'll never forget this. And. It, it, it just like crazy how much time has flown over this year, right? Like this year truly f- flew by and it almost feels like a void in, in life where it was yeah. just kind of like a, a bookends on two different, like I'm glad we're getting back to normalcy, but it almost like the way the year flew versus every other year, I, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels like a, a little dip in the timeline almost and and we just kind of zipped to the end of the end of the not pandemic but um realm of the multiverse the, the, yeah yeah exactly it's just just a bizarre i don't even know how to describe it other than bizarre because you know when you go out you have this fear and stuff like that and, and then as time went on it became kind of the new normal where we adapted to it and mm-hmm. I think one of the best parts was when the gyms opened back up and I was kind of oh. excited to just get back and yeah. start lifting. I, you don't realize how much strength you have lost until you try to go and bench a similar weight you were benching previously, you know? Well, yeah. And see the thing, my, so obviously you guys know, I go to two gyms one of the gyms was doing at home classes. Right. And it, it's strength and stuff. So like I was trying to do that, but it is so hard after working all day at home. Mm-hmm. to then go down in your basement, not leave your house and then try to do a workout. It's so I kept that up for like a week when, when everything, and, and I even didn't even think of, you know, they said two weeks is a shutdown and you brought that up. Yeah. Like <laughs> when they first said two weeks, we were like, Oh, all right, well, whatever, two weeks, it's fucking, it's 14 days. We're good. And then it never ended. You know what never, I mean? So it just kept going. It You're just, just kind of like just kept uh... extending. And, and originally, at least Ryan, the numbers were low originally. So like, I was like, Oh, this is going to be cake. And then when everything picked like around 
November, December, like we got the we got the second wave, which was like everywhere else's first wave, and it was really bad here. Um, so and then that's when I got it, which which was ridiculous. But you know, you hear the two weeks, and and like my biggest concern, uh, and I'm sure Jordan can attest to this too, um, was because my father had to have surgery, so I was trying to stay as safe as possible, and I still got it, and then they both got it, and my dad's surgery got delayed. Um, luckily again, like I said, it didn't really affect him. He had no symptoms, you know, you know, thank God. But I, I know Jordan can speak to that too, is, is like when, when you, when you have immune compromised parents or something like that, you know, I, I kept thinking to myself, oh my God, like, what did I, what just happened? You know, my parents got it now because of me. And I, you know, obviously you, you think terrible things because of what you're seeing on TV. So, you know, Jordan, you could touch on that for, for sure as well. Yeah. Uh, before, before I, I touch, I touch on that, but that, that's a great point, Paul. So, you know, for me, when I, uh, when this first started happening, I should say, you know, the sports world stopped as we all know, we, we all know, like, you yeah. know, sports were postponed, your sports got canceled, paused, whatever you want to call it. So for me personally, you know, that, I mean, I, I work in sports, so that was a huge hit. And I think a lot of people, what they don't realize is, yeah, you, you see the sports stop, but you don't realize everything going on. You know, there's when you watch games, when you watch, you know, ESPN, there's a lot of people working behind the scenes. A lot of those people were laid off, were fur- furloughed like myself. And it was tough. It, it sucked. Like we had no sports. Like, I, I mean, I'm a big sports guy, you know, as you guys all know, you know. So going home, like couldn't turn on TV. There were no sports on. I couldn't go to work because sports weren't going on. So, you know, it kind of put you, put me, I say, into almost like a depression. You know, it's, there was just nothing going on for me. You wake up and like, what do I do? There's no games on. There's, you know, nothing to, for me. There's, you know, nothing to, to do for work or anything like that. Luckily, I'm still walking dogs and stuff like that. But, you know, you can only do that for so long during the day. So, you know, that was probably the the worst part for me. And, you know, seeing all my friends and coworkers and stuff affected by it too, it, it sucked. It was really, really shitty. And, you know, for months and months and months on end, there was no sports going on. Didn't I didn't get back to work until July. Um, so that was probably the worst part of it for me was just not being able to work and not being able to enjoy something like sports, which I do, but it's talking about it or, you know, or watching them on TV, whatever it is, you know, that was probably the worst part of the pandemic for me is just, you know, sports are normal for, for, for all, all of us. You go home from you get home from work you turn the tv on you, you want to watch the game whether it's football baseball basketball hockey soccer whatever it is you know so that sense of normalcy, normalcy just kind of went away but getting back to what paulie was saying you know as most of you guys know my mother was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer so during this whole pandemic when this happened we found out in in october that it happened so you know the pandemic had been going on for for a while now so we had to kind of be extra extra cautious now so it was like we had to take extra steps. Like I couldn't go out and do anything. Not that I could really do anything to begin with, but now I had to like make sure that I really did not go out to a restaurant because restaurants were like kind of opening up and were limited capacity at the time. So I had to be extra cautious about that because I did not want to get my mother sick. Cause I know if, if that happened, then, you know, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself. So, you know, it was just like a tough time for, for all of us and, you know, Paulie included and Kyle, you know, it was a difficult time for all of us. I'm glad we're almost out of there as far as, you know, getting back to normal 
quote unquote normal times, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a tough time for, for all of us, whether it was work or, you know, just social life or whatever it is. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to go into our last final, our everybody's favorite segment, the big bozo energy. Um, you know, it's our favorite segment where we call out something from the past week. Uh, I'm going to let the guys go first. Jordan will hit with you first. All right. So most of you saw the interview and if you didn't, you should watch it because it's one of the most shocking and funniest things I've ever seen. Um, Papa John. Uh, I was like, what interview? interview? Like, what interviews? Is first, yeah, about? First I didn't know where you were going. I was building, I was building something up there, guys. Oh, wow. The, yeah. All right. So if, if you don't know, and if you, if you didn't see it, Papa John did an interview on, I don't know, was it OAN? I think it was OAN. And he came out and said that he said this on air. Like, it's just, it's shocking what people will say live on TV, but he said on air that he had trouble getting the N word out of his vocabulary. Yeah, that was when I heard that I didn't know to laugh. I didn't know to be like upset or annoyed. Like that was it was shocking. And he was like, like, he was generally straight face. Like, I mean, like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, I've been working. Like, he thinks it's like a good thing. It's like, I've been working to to get it out of there. It's like, that should have never been in your vocabulary to begin with. Like, it just, I I just, it's, it's one. I mean, I know this is the segment, but I can't believe that, like, like that was something that was stated. Like I, I just, it it was it, it was it, shocking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, but you know, at the same time, it's really not though. Yeah, you know, it's shocking to hear it, but it but it's also not shocking from from the source, if you will. People love to tell on tell on themselves. Like that's that's all I got. Oh, always, always, absolutely. My turn. Yes. Sir. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so my big bozo of the week is Jude A. Jackson. You're saying, <laughs> you're saying to me, why? Why, Kyle? Why is Jude A. Jackson your big bows of the week? Well, let me tell you why. Jude likes to lie. Jude likes to tell us <laughs> this morning he says, I'm not going to go and overreact to free agency. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I don't care what the Jets do. Just win football games. Let me just find out what the schedule looks like. He cares about like. the schedule. Yeah, schedule. Let me find so out I what can, the schedule. So I can travel to watch this team. Not <laughs> even 24 hours later, ladies and gentlemen, He's on the timeline of Twitter crying about the Jets not doing enough in free agency because other known other players are going to other teams. And I said, Jude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is going to happen. OK, it's going to happen. Players are not going to like your team. They're not going to. It's just going to happen. You know, just like other people don't like our team. They're not going to just go play for whoever the fuck pays the most. They want to go to somewhere that's going to benefit them and help them make more money. It's all business. That's all it is. You're my big bozo of the week. Um, so my big bozo of the week is uh, the New England Patriots. Now, the reason I'm doing this is because the spending spree that they're going on is what everyone gets called out for year after year. Overspending on on players that that aren't elite or are mid-level players paying them top tier money to try to fill out a poor roster. And as I see this going on throughout the day where they're throwing out $13 million over a two-year contract for Nelson Aguilar, or they're overpaying Jalen Mills, 
um, or they're overpaying Judon. And I think the only the only signing that they had that was a, like a good signing was obviously the John Lou Smith signing. But again, you know, are they going to have the same quarterback play they had last year? Um, they don't bother me without Tom Brady. I don't care what they do. Um, but just the, but, the Patriots are overpaying. Hold up, Paulie. Hold okay. up. They hold did up. just sign Henry Anderson. So that's the game changer right there. Yeah, I don't know, man. At, 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 oh boy now i'm really worried for the two yeah, times they play i think the you Jets might be wrong now yeah no it's just you know so many other teams when they have to overpay to get players to go there get backlash and to see the media just kind of going out there to you know justify the signings and saying how good they're going to be um i watched every ravens game one of my best friends is a ravens fan judon got a lot of coverage sacks it was always late to the quarterback they vastly overpaid for him. He's a solid player. I mean, he'll probably go to New England and be amazing because, I mean, we've seen that happen. But, again, they're overpaying for talent to actually go there, which is the opposite of what it's been in the past. So, my big bozo energy is the Patriots coming out and, and just spending, like, like drunk dudes at a bar trying to get a girl to go home with them at night. It's, it's literally what the Jets have done for years. Yes, like, how, exactly. how Jets fans – you, I mean, we, we – all three of us were on the timeline today. We all saw how Jets fans reacted to it. Like, it's literally what the Jets have done for years. So, uh, this – it makes me feel good that they got to sign – like, Jalen Mills making all that money. Yeah, like, on, it's if the Jets, like, are you kidding? If the Jets did that, they would have roasted. Yeah. yeah. Like, any, team, kind any of, team in football. It's kind of amazing how the narrative always flips when a team that's well-respected, I guess, in the league does the same thing that another team's been doing that gets roasted for. Like like you said, like yeah. the Jets were doing that for years, right? They won. I couldn't tell you how many times they won free agency and then could not do anything during the regular season, right? So, and then, so, you know, teams would be like, oh, Jets are loading up to, to do what? Uh-huh, LOL, LOL. And then you do the Patriots, like, wow, great signings by Bill Belichick, you know, completely overpaying for this guy. Uh, completely, uh, completely overpaid for this guy. Great receiver does uh, absolutely ignoring nothing how bad well. his drafts have been, ignoring how bad of a talent evaluator he's been over the last five to six years. They just, be, I, I understand it because he's won, but I mean, if if last year is any indication of who who buttered the bread in New England, I mean, I think we <laughs> I think we got more of a, or more of a proof of who it really was. I'm just excited for the. Boston fans does tell us how good uh, Henry Anderson is. Oh, oh yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. He's really good. Good, yes. good luck with that. Exactly. Um, everybody, as always, we thank you for listening. Make sure you're listening to our brothering podcast, The Middle Initial Pod with Jude A. Jackson and Andrew L. Case, the All In Podcast with Kevin Lewis. As always, it's a part of the Ascension Podcast Network. We thank you. Goodbye.